Hi friends, I'm Ron Longwell, and I'm glad you're here today for episode four of the Jesus Society podcast, a conversation exploring relationship, renewal, and purpose in the kingdom of God. So last week, we, we plunged headlong into the Old Testament, and we, and we looked at the first three chapters of Genesis, and it was the longest episode we've done so far. Um, I don't intend for these to be that long all the time. Um, uh, I don't know what um, I don't know what your attention span is, but mine's not that long. Um, so uh, if that was a little long for you, I apologize. We're going to try to keep keep them below that. Um, but sometimes conversations go longer, and I think um, I, sometimes they'll, they'll probably go that long. So I make no promises. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep them below that. But uh, today we are going to begin uh, to trace the story of Israel um, because I think it is it is absolutely foundational to understanding Jesus and the kingdom of God. We can't we we can't really just jump from Genesis three to the Gospel of Matthew and think that once we understand the sin problem we can just move straight away to the solution, which is Jesus. We can't do that. There is a, there is a story going on. And, and if you read nothing more than the prophets, you'll see that in God's plan, it was always that a transformed Israel would transform the world. And God is moving and working, right, all the way through. And, and what I'm trying to do here over, the, over these first few episodes is sketch the big pieces of that story because it's really important okay um and i'll just say personally this has really been important to me uh understanding this story has helped me in my relationship with god it has enlivened my faith it is it has given me a hope and a purpose which i didn't always have as a christian believe it or not uh these things have improved my own relationships uh they've been central to my own renewal um, they've helped me find my own sense of purpose in in God's world, and, and that's the essence of what we're trying to do in this podcast to to um, help build better relationships um, with God and with others, to to grow, to find our own renewal, uh, and to, and to find our our footing, uh, our purpose, our calling, if you will, in the kingdom of God. So we're going to start um, tracing that story of Israel. Which is, a, which is a continuation of what we saw last week, right? This is one big unfolding story um, that we need to see how it all ties together. Sometimes when we read the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, we have a hard time sort of piecing together what's going on. Um, we tend to, to try to want to read it like a history book, that it's, you know, it's just a bunch of random facts and stuff. And we we miss that there is a spiritual, beautiful spiritual story unfolding. Okay, lots of twists and turns, as we've said, but it's a story that we need to pay attention to. So, okay, deep breath. We're gonna um, we're gonna talk about Abraham, the calling of Abraham, back in uh, Genesis um, twelve. But to set the stage a little bit, I want I want us to to hear something that the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 3, verses 6 through 9. So in Galatians, Paul is dealing with some um, Jew-Gentile controversies, 
okay, in, in the book of Galatians. And without getting too bogged down in this, Paul says in Galatians 3 verse 8, he'll say that the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaimed the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed through you. Okay, so Paul is is obviously referring here to the call of Abraham back in Genesis 12, and we're going to look at that in just a minute. But Paul says that God's promise to Abraham to bless all nations through Abraham, in other words, through his descendants, through his family, that that is the heart of the gospel as announced by the scriptures. Okay, So according to this passage in the New Testament, the gospel was first stated in scripture way back in the Old Testament in Genesis 12, in God's promise to Abraham. Not fully fleshed out, of course, but stated definitely. And it involved the idea of blessing the nations. So if we, if we go back to Genesis 12, and I would invite you to do that if you can, we're going to read it in, in case you can't. Um, Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, just three little verses. And here's what they say. The Lord said to Abram. Now, Abram was, um, Abram, Abram, his name will later be changed to Abraham. God's, God will change his name. But at this point, he's still Abram, okay? So the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. All right, now this is a this is a pivotal passage in the book of Genesis. Hang on a second. I need a I need a drink of coffee. Hold on a minute. Ah, coffee. Coffee is a wonderful thing in the morning. Um, so pivotal passage in the book of Genesis. And we need to take a minute to understand why. In the first uh, 11 chapters of Genesis, or at least the bulk of the first 11 chapters, especially chapters 3 through 11, we're reading over and over again about God's dealings with all the nations, okay? Beginning in chapter 12, we're going to kind of really hone in and focus in on the patriarchs that give birth to a singular nation, Israel, as the people of God. So it's, it, it's a pivotal passage in that, in that it pivots, the story pivots at this point. But it is also a pivotal passage in the whole Bible because it does exactly what Paul said it does. It announces the gospel in advance. It declares the good news that despite what we have read in the first 11 chapters of Genesis where God seems to be perpetually punishing a, a rebellious and, and wayward humanity, it is God's ultimate purpose to bless humanity. And as we've been talking about, to draw people to himself in a community of love. Okay? And in the face of all that has gone wrong in creation up to this point, we might really wonder by this point in the story what, what God's going to do about it. One of my favorite books 
uh, is written by uh, a, a, um, a scholar named Christopher Wright, and it is called the book is called The Mission of God, Unlocking the Bible's Grand Narrative. Uh, I will put a, a link for that book in the show notes today, so you can you can find it. Um, Wright says, and I and I love just the way he says this, but he, so I'm gonna I'm gonna quote him here briefly. He says that what we're going to see here in this calling of Abraham is something that only God could have thought of. He sees an elderly, childless couple in the land of Babel, which later the land of Babel will be called Babylon. So when you read about the Tower of Babel in Genesis, that's in an area that we're going to later call Babylon. Okay, So God sees an elderly, childless couple in the land of Babel and decides to make them the fountainhead the launch pad of his whole mission of redemption. So the call of Abraham is the beginning of God's answer to the evil of human hearts, the strife of nations, and the, just the groaning brokenness of creation. Okay? Now, four times in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, uh, we see a version of the word blessing. Okay, so, so I want to take a minute and, and unpack this idea. We, we need to kind of get what, when God says, I'm going to bless you, you're going to be a blessing. What, what is, what's involved in that idea? Okay. Uh, the word bless is, is the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word is barakah. Okay. And that word occurs over 600 times in the Old Testament. Uh, the root of that word, is, in, interestingly, is barak, which, depending on your political persuasion, will either make you warm inside or it will cause you to roll your eyes. Ha <laughs> ha, Ron make joke. Um, so the first time we see the word bless or blessed in Scripture is way back in the creation account in Genesis 1. Uh, God's blessing is pronounced three times uh, in the creation account. On day five, he blessed the, the creatures of the sea and the air, on day six, he blessed human beings. And on day seven, he blessed the Sabbath. Okay? Now, those first two blessings are immediately followed by the instruction to multiply and fill the seas and the earth. The third blessing is followed by uh, words of sanctification and rest that will define the Sabbath. Okay? So, putting that all together, in the creation account, blessing is associated with uh, the ideas of fruitfulness, uh, abundance, fullness uh, on one hand, and by enjoying rest within creation in relationship with the Creator on the other. Okay. The next time we hear about blessing as we move through Genesis is going to be right after Noah's flood in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, where God is, God is effectively creating a new world all over again. Okay, so we're interestingly, if you look for it, you're going to see some of the same kind of motifs going on in that recreation account after the flood as we saw in the first creation account, right? God is creating a new world all over again, and that language is very, very similar. So God will bless Noah and his family. He will instruct, instruct them to be uh, fruitful, uh, to multiply, to fill the earth, right? Sound familiar? At the same time, he enters into a relationship with them that includes a respect for life, both animal and human. Okay? So by the time we come to Genesis 12, 
the idea of blessing has at least got to include the concept of multiplication, spreading, filling, abundance, okay? Those sorts of things. And those ideas are are pretty clear in verse 2 of chapter 12. When God says to, says to Abraham, again, who will later, Abram, who will later be called Abraham, when he says, I will make you a great nation. So that he's going to take this one man and make a great nation out of him. So there's this idea of multiplication and abundance, okay, filling the earth. There's just one teeny little tiny problem standing in the way of that promise. Abraham's wife, uh, Sarai, uh, who will later be called Sarah, Sarah, she is an old woman, and she's barren. She's never had children. So at this point in Genesis chapter 12, Abraham is 75 years old at the time. Sarah is 10 years younger. And we're, we're told, so she's 65, and we're told that even at that age, she is quite an attractive woman. She is a looker, apparently. But she's old, at least with respect to childbearing. Although I, I say 65 is sounding younger and younger to me every, every year that passes in my own life. Um, but her age is not really a problem for God. She will bear a son. And in fact, it's going to be 25 years from now before she bears a son. And at that point, she's going to be 90. And Abraham will be 100. And you can read that story in Genesis 17. But throughout the, the Old Testament, getting back to our or the discussion of blessing. When God blesses someone, all the way through the Old Testament, it normally includes uh, prosperity and well-being, things like long life, wealth, peace, uh, good harvests, lots of children, right? Um, lots of, um, uh, if you have herds and flocks, you're, they're going to have lots of babies too, Right? Those are, those are the kind of things, anywhere we see blessing in the Old Testament, you, you see those sorts of things in, the, in those lists. So, for instance, uh, I'll just give you one example. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12 through 15, Moses will tell the Israelites, if you listen to and are careful to keep these ordinances, the Lord your God will keep his covenant loyalty with you as he swore to your fathers. He will love you. He will bless you, and he will multiply you. He will bless your offspring and the produce of your land, your grain, your new wine, your fresh oil, the young of your herds, and the newborn of your flocks in the land he swore to your fathers that he would give you. You will be blessed above all peoples. There will be no infertile male or female among you or your livestock. The Lord will remove all sickness from you. You will not... He will not put on you all the terrible diseases of Egypt that you know about, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. Okay? So God's blessing means enjoying the good gifts of God's creation in abundance. There's also a relational element to this idea of blessing. Okay? And it is, it is both vertical and horizontal. So vertically, those who are blessed know the source of their blessing, and seek to live in a relationship with their God. 
horizontally, the relation, relational element of blessing reaches out to those around. It, it, it impacts. Uh, you know, Jesus will talk about being leaven uh, and, and how a little bit of leaven in a lump works its way through the whole, the whole lump of dough, right? Same kind of idea here, okay? Uh, people who are blessed um, will bless others. People are blessed through contact with those who are blessed by God. And we see that all through Genesis, okay? For instance, here in Genesis 12, God says to Abraham in verse 2, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Say, I will give you, I will bless you, you will turn around and bless others, okay? Uh, in Genesis 30, uh, Laban will be uh, enriched because God's blessing Jacob. Uh, in Genesis 39, uh, Potiphar and his whole household is blessed because of the presence of Joseph, okay? So I want to, let me give you kind of my own kind of simplified working definition of blessing that includes all these ideas, I think, okay? So blessing is to experience God's good gifts in this world and in turn to become an agent of blessing to the people around you, bringing the blessing of God to others as a testimony to his goodness. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Blessing is to experience God's good gifts in this world and in turn become an agent of blessing to the people around you, bringing the blessing of God to others as a testimony to God's goodness. In the New Testament, we see that as well. We see that in statements like uh, 1 John chapter 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. Okay? Uh, when you experience the love of God, you love others, right? Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 7 and 8, when Jesus sends out the 12 to do ministry, he will say, As you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. And then he says this, Freely you received, freely give. Okay? Freely you have received, freely give. And in 2 Corinthians 9.11, where Paul says, uh, you will be enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. Okay, Paul says, you're going to be blessed so that you can be generous. All right. So there's this very clear idea all the way through Scripture that as you receive the blessings of God, God wants you to become an agent of blessing to the world around you, bringing goodness, okay, and hope and renewal and healing and, and redemption and kindness and mercy and, and, and all the good things everywhere you go. So here's the point in all this. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, we have the launch of God's redemptive mission. Uh, the word blessing in this passage links it with the creation stories that precede it, and the, and, and the work of redemptive blessing will take place um, in the midst of and for the benefit of all creation, um, because all of creation is disordered, right, by human rebellion, as we saw last week. So it is creation and humanity together that God intends to mend. 
And so in verse 3, God tells Abraham that all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So how's that work? Well, we typically say, Christians typically say, that that is a reference to Jesus' ultimate sacrifice and the redemption he offers to all mankind. Certainly, that's true. Uh, Paul even says that Christ fulfilled this promise in Galatians 3.16. But there's a little bit more to it than that. Because while Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of this promise, God's desire to bless the nations and draw them to himself was not, oh, sorry, hit the microphone. Um, it was not dormant, okay, between Abraham and Christ. So it's not that, uh, it's not that everything that we see between, um, between here and the New Testament is just um, fluff or, or just facts or, or just, just history. There's, there's more going on, okay? Um, we're going to see next week um, the nation of Israel was charged with bearing God's blessing to the world around it. All through the Old Testament, we find references to the way Israel was to function as agents of God's blessing toward the nations around them. Uh, they are to be a light to the nations, um, we'll see, Okay? So, so it's not, you know, it's not, okay, God's making this promise to Abraham, let's just skip ahead to Matthew and see, what, see how Jesus ultimately fulfills that. No, Israel is to function that way in their world, okay? And God is, God is working all the way through, and there are lots of good things we can learn um, from that story. All right, so let me try to tie a bow on all of this. As we've been saying, God's desire, his heart's desire from, from before creation is to draw all men and women into this intimate fellowship of love with himself. Every one of us was crafted by God, knitted together in our mother's wombs, the, um, the psalmist will say, so that God could love us and so that we could share in his fellowship. And that desire is has become a plan that is about to grow legs. Through Abraham, God is building a people, creating a people, calling together a people for his own possession. And that people will be characterized by blessing. God chose Abraham and his family to be a means of blessing the world of restoring the world, of being the saving, healing, worshiping presence of God in the midst of the world. So this people that will come from Abraham, Israel, they'll be called, will be called to function redemptively, kingdomly in their world, blessing the people around them and showing them what life under God's reign and in fellowship with him looks like. They'll be showing him what relationships with one another looks like, okay? Um, in, in stark contrast to all the chaos and strife that we, uh, that we might see in, in Genesis 3 through 11, all right? In, in stark contrast to that, people are living together in peace and love, okay? Through this one man... God is about to birth a people 
through which he will begin to reveal heaven to earth. And Jesus will be the climax of that purpose. In other words, right through all the Jewish texts in the Old Testament, you'll, you'll see it most clearly in Isaiah and the Psalms, but it's all, it's all over the place. What God is going to do for Israel is the means by which God is going to bless the whole world. Through Israel will ultimately come a king who will inaugurate his kingdom and redeem mankind. And it starts with this idea of God blessing his people so that they can bless the world. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll be joining us again next week. Um, We'd appreciate it if you tell others about the podcast. We're, we're up live now. We're starting to get... Um, I didn't announce this podcast uh, in advance. I wanted to get two or three episodes out before I really made kind of a, a big stink about it. So last week, I started uh, started telling people about it. So we're starting to get some listeners. I'm, I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for every one of you. I hope that this is, that this is a blessing to you. Um, in your own walk with God and in your ability to, to, um, to extend his blessing to the people around you. Um, but we would appreciate it if you'd tell others about the podcast. Share this with your friends. Um, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe. Um, give us a rating uh, on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or wherever, wherever you go to get your podcasts. Uh, I am uh, sometime soon... Uh, I will probably be setting up a Facebook page for the Jesus Society. And uh, you'll be able to go there and a- uh, interact uh, a little bit with with people who are trying to walk this out. Um, and you'll be able to ask some questions, and we may be able to deal with some of those uh, here on the podcast. So so be looking for that. It's not up yet. When I, when I find some time, um, I, I intend to do that. But thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be back. And remember, you are greatly loved.